You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 91, The Joy of Comparing Yourself to Others. Welcome to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. This is the podcast for nurses who know that to take care of your patients and your families, first, you need to take care of yourself. If you're ready to create a balanced, beautiful, and bold life, you're in the right place. Hey there, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. How you doing? How's 2021 going for you so far? I wanted to talk to you guys today about comparison. This was something I wrote about in Make Your Monday last week, and I had several people email me back and say it was a really refreshing message. And so I decided that I wanted to talk to you guys about this today because I think all humans in this world compare themselves to others. But especially as women, I think comparison can be a tricky subject. I know most of my listeners are women. So today I want to talk about comparison, and I want to give you a little bit of a different message about it than I have in the past and that you probably are used to hearing. So normally when we talk about comparison, we're told not to do it, right? We're told that we shouldn't compare ourselves to others. I know in the past, I don't know which podcast episode it was, but I used the quote by Theodore Roosevelt who said, comparison is the thief of joy. And that's what we're told a lot, right? If we compare ourselves to others, then we're robbing ourselves of joy. And Mark Twain said, comparison is the death of joy. And that's what I used to think. I used to think that comparing ourselves to others was dangerous, that it was bad, that it left us feeling empty or unhappy either about ourselves or about the other person. And so I always blamed comparison for all of that. But today I'm feeling kind of bold. I'm going to go against Theodore Roosevelt and Mark Twain on this one. And I want to tell you guys that I don't believe that comparison is the thief of joy. I know in the past I said it was, and I want you to know that I am reserving the right to evolve. And you have that right too, by the way. So I used to think that comparison was the thief of joy, but I'm reserving my right to evolve, to think about things in a different way, to grow and to change my mind about something. And I hope that you guys do that in your lives too, whether it's about a belief you hold, whether you've thought about something the same way your entire life, and you think you just have to keep thinking about it that way. I want you to know you don't. You can change your mind about it anytime you want. You can decide I don't think that anymore. I don't believe that anymore. I'm going to change my mind. You can reserve your right to evolve about things you do. Maybe you've just always done something a certain way. You don't have to do it anymore. Maybe you and your spouse always argue and it gets really toxic and explosive. You can reserve your right to evolve. You can just decide, I'm not going to yell back. I'm not going to nag back. I'm not going to be mean back. You can change anytime you want to. So I hope you reserve your right to evolve and I'm going to reserve mine and tell you that comparison is not the thief of joy. Okay? So let me give you a couple examples to show that this is true. Okay? So my husband, Marcos, he is six foot three, pretty tall guy. He's got a pretty muscular build and he's got black hair, pretty tan skin. And I can compare him to myself. We have a lot of differences, right? So all of those things that I just said are pretty different. I am not 6'3". I'm 
maybe five, six and a half. I do not have a muscular build. I'm pretty weak. Actually, I take that back. I, I don't look very strong. I would say I'm stronger than I look. We had an arm wrestling contest on my unit once and I beat all the other girls. So I'm not weak. I'm stronger than I look, but I don't have a muscular build. And my hair is brown. My eyes are blue. My husband's are brown. And so we have a lot of differences, right? I can compare a lot of our physical qualities and our attributes even. He has a much deeper voice than me. He is really good at geography and random trivia. I'm not good at those things. So I could sit here and compare me and my husband to each other all day long and not be robbed of joy. How could that be? If comparison is the thief of joy or the death of joy, how could I sit here and compare myself to my husband and not feel bad? I can go to other people's houses, and I do this all the time, and look at their decorating and compare it to the decorating in my house and not feel bad. Now, certainly I could go in and compare things in a way and end up making myself feel bad. And I think that's why we tie comparison and losing joy and ingratitude and all of that to each other. But it's totally possible for me to go into people's houses and be like, oh my gosh, I love how they did that. I love how they arranged their art on their wall. I love their color scheme here. And instead of feeling lack of joy, I can feel kind of inspired or admiration, right? I can feel excited about what they're doing. I can feel like, that's so great. I love this. And then I can take those ideas back to my own house and totally steal them or steal what I see on Pinterest, right? Recreate all of those cute things I see. So I can compare myself or I can compare my house. I can compare anything I want to and not lose a shred of joy over it. Isn't that awesome? So instead of blaming comparison and claiming that that's the thief of joy, I want you to know that the real thief of joy, or the thieves of joy, I should say, are shame and envy. When we compare ourselves to others, and then we start feeling shame or envy, that's when we lose joy. It's not when we compare ourselves. It's not even thinking, I should be that way, or I want to be that way. It's when we start to think, I'm less valuable because I'm different than them. They're better than me. Then we start to feel shame. Or when we think, it's not fair that they have this success. I don't want them to have that. I wish it was me instead. That's when we start to feel envy, right? And those things rob us of joy. So comparison is not the thief of joy. Shame and envy are the thieves of joy. But often we think that it's inevitable that if we compare ourselves to others, we're going to feel shame and envy and lose the joy, right? So there's a really popular story I've heard, and I looked it up. It seemed like it was legit. I don't know. But even if it's just folklore, that's okay too. But there's this story about Michael Phelps, the famous Olympian swimmer. And he was going up against Chad Leclose, who is a South African swimmer in the Olympics. And everyone was really interested in this particular race because they seemed 
pretty well matched. It seemed like Lay Close might be able to beat out Michael Phelps. And I think in some races he actually had before. And so everyone was really keeping an eye on this race to see who was going to get the gold. And in this story that I heard was that in one of the races, they were going up against each other. There was this picture captured of Lay Close looking over at Michael Phelps's lane. And it's said that that is what cost him the race. That because he was looking over at Michael Phelps, it slowed him down. He was distracted. And not only did he not get first place, but he actually got fourth. So he didn't even get a medal. And he said that it was his worst race ever. And so when we think about comparison in this way, then we think it slows us down right? When we're comparing ourselves to others, we get distracted. It slows us down. But again, I think it's the shame and envy. So if like Close was looking over at Michael Phelps and kind of starting to panic and think about how it was going to be so embarrassing to lose or he wasn't good enough, that might slow him down, right? But it could be possible that he looks over at Michael Phelps and decides, that's amazing. I'm going to train even harder. I'm going to become an even better swimmer and feel inspired. So it doesn't have to go that way. That when we compare ourselves to others, we lose joy, we lose motivation, we feel bad about ourselves. So I was thinking about what I think is a better comparison. Like, yeah, there's this athletic, competitive comparison we can use. But I think the more appropriate comparison for comparison (laughs) is that when we compare ourselves to others, we want it to be like a paint and sip. Are those popular where you guys live? It's like those events where you go maybe to a winery or a restaurant or just an art studio and you paint a picture, like everyone in the group is painting the same picture and there's an instructor guiding you through it. So they show you like what brush strokes to do and what order and how to create this painting so that you can go home with your own painting that looks pretty good, that you did totally yourself, and feel super proud of yourself. And it's called a paint and sip because maybe you're doing it at a winery, so you have some wine while you're painting, or you're doing it somewhere and you have beer or coffee or whatever, and just kind of enjoy yourself. It's kind of a fun little thing to go do with some friends. So I want to imagine that comparison is kind of like a paint and sip. We want to be looking over at what other people are doing, right? Like the instructor is showing you the way. They're showing you how to get from where you are now with a blank canvas to this beautiful painting that you want to take home. So you're going to watch them and you're going to even make some comparisons about how they did things and how you want to do things. And so you're going to look at theirs and say like, oh, I really like how they did that. Or maybe I want to change this up. Or, you know, their tree looks so much better than mine. I wonder why that is. Maybe I should try this technique or do this a little bit different next time so I can get that result, that pretty tree or that pretty flower or pretty mountain that I want to create. And we can look around at everyone else in the class too. Like, what are they painting? Maybe they're doing something different than the instructor did. And we're going to draw some inspiration from that. And so... It's good for us to be looking around at other people, but we also need to be looking at our own canvas, right? Like if the whole time I'm doing this paint and sip, I'm 
only looking at other people's canvases, it's going to be like putting on my makeup with my eyes closed. <laughs> it's not going to turn out very pretty. It's going to be a mess, right? And if that's how we're going about our lives and our goals, where we're only looking at other people, then yeah, it's going to be a mess. Things aren't going to work out. We do need to look at ourselves and consider what we want and what we're trying to create and make sure that we're doing things the way we want to. So what I often think about with comparison is that if we're comparing ourselves to others and thinking we should be on the same track as them, it's actually a really easy way for us to get off our own path, right? Because we see their path and we're like, oh, I should be there. And we get on that path and we end up somewhere we don't really want to be. So that's what happens if we're not looking at our own canvas. But it's okay to look at other people's canvases too. Instead, we can say, that's what they're doing. That's really interesting. And this is what I want to do instead. And that's okay. It's all amazing and beautiful and wonderful. I don't have to feel shame. I don't have to feel envy. I can make comparisons all day long and feel nothing but love for myself and the other person. Okay? So that's how I like to use comparison in my life. I like to draw inspiration from other people. And when we can do that, then we start to use other people's successes as proof of what's possible. When we go into shame and envy, we're using other people's success to mean that we're a failure. And that's what stifles us. That's what keeps us stuck. But when we see their success as proof of what's possible, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty inspiring. So I like to do this as a mom. I've got my two little kids, right? They're both under kindergarten age. And so it's a pretty busy time of life, I would say, where my kids are pretty dependent on me. They need me for a lot of things. I have to supervise them really closely. And so sometimes I feel kind of exhausted. And sometimes I look at other moms who have more kids than me. I have a lot of friends who have like four kids and their kids are a little bit older. And I look at them and I could say, they seem like they have it all together. Look at her house is so clean and her family is always eating home cooked meals and she's so on top of things. I could look at that and use that to beat myself up right? Like I should be doing better. I'm not a good enough mom. I'm a failure. But instead, I like to use it as proof of what's possible. Look at these other women. Somehow they've figured out how to organize their time so that they can clean the house or get the help they need to clean the house or make a home cooked meal And as their kids have gotten older, they've figured out how to get their kids involved with helping with these things. And so it motivates me in the present moment to be like, okay, maybe there are some things I can do to solve some of these problems in my life and I don't have to just be stuck. And then I also feel hopeful about the future. Like maybe as my kids get older, things are going to be easier or some of these things that are challenges now aren't going to be the challenges I faced then. So as I look around, I can draw inspiration from other moms. I can compare myself and learn from them and feel more hopeful. So we can use other people's success as proof that we're failing, or we can use it as proof of what's possible. 
And when we do it that way, it's way more inspiring and motivating. Okay, another thing I like to use comparison for is to let me celebrate other people's success, to let me enjoy their strengths and talents. So sometimes we want to look at other people for proof of what's possible because we're trying to achieve that same thing or something similar. But sometimes we're not striving for that or we're just not going to do it at the same level they are. But what if we were okay with that? Like, what if we didn't have to be first place to be proud of ourselves? What if we were perfectly fine with someone else being better? Like, I think we're, we think that if we say someone else is better at something that we're beating ourselves up, but it doesn't have to be that way, right? Like we could just be like, yeah, I think they're more talented at that or they're more skilled at that. And that's amazing. It doesn't mean anything bad about me. Like right now, I am totally addicted to watching hair tutorials. (laughs) My hair is growing out from a pixie cut. It's now about to my shoulders, but it's fun to have hair to do stuff with because I felt like when it was a pixie cut, I was so limited in what I could do. And so now it's really fun watching hair tutorials and learning different tricks and how to style my hair. And I will watch hair tutorials and think things like, that girl's hair is so much thicker than mine. It's so much fuller and more voluminous and prettier, so much shinier. And I'm okay with that. As I'm watching those tutorials, I'm not thinking that it makes me worse, that this girl's better than me because she has prettier hair. Instead, I'm like, that's awesome. She has amazing hair. I totally love it. And show me the way, right? Again, it's that proof of what's possible. Teach me all your tricks so I can get that volume, so I can make my hair amazing. And so whether or not we're trying to achieve a similar thing, when we see other people's success and we notice that other people have different strengths and talents and some of them even more than what we've accomplished, the way to get to that point where we can just celebrate it is to stop tying our worth to those achievements. When we think our value goes up if we're the best, then we can't let go of that. Then when someone else is succeeding, we feel worse and we can't celebrate their progress and their success. But the thing is, your worth doesn't come from any of that. It certainly doesn't come from having thick voluminous hair. It doesn't come from getting a gold medal in the Olympics. It doesn't come from being an amazing mom and making home-cooked meals. That's not where your value comes from. It doesn't come from being a charge nurse or getting a certification or having your manager tell you you did a really good job. That doesn't increase your value. Your value is already set. Like I think of it like trying to buy something you already own. So I already own my car. I have a Honda CRV. It's a total mom car and I love it. (laughs) It's got tons of trunk space and lots of leg room in the back or room for car seats. It's amazing. But I own my Honda CRV. And it's like I'm trying to still pay for it. Like I'm going to the person I bought the car from and trying to give them more money. I can do that if I want to, but you can't own something 
more than already owning it. Like when we try to buy our value with achievements, you already own your value. Your value is already there. It's already set. And you can strive for those achievements and accomplishments and all that if you want to, but it doesn't make your value go up. You already own it. And when we truly acknowledge that, that's when we can let go of making comparisons bring shame or bring envy. Then we just get to celebrate everybody else and celebrate ourselves, And that's so much fun. So I want to wrap up by reading this Make Your Monday to you guys, the one that inspired this podcast episode, because I feel like it really just wraps everything up. So it said, as you think about 2021, there are a lot of things you might be planning. Maybe you're planning to get a nursing certification, finish a house project, or fingers crossed and COVID permitting, travel somewhere exotic. But here's another thing I want you to plan on. I want you to plan on comparing yourself to others. Because though we often try to keep our heads down and only focus on our own goals, I think we miss out on a lot when we do that. We miss rejoicing in other people's success, and we miss out on learning from others by noticing different ways to solve problems and achieve our goals. So maybe it's actually good to compare. But here's where many of us go wrong. When we make those comparisons mean something about our value. It's not a problem to compare yourself to others, It's a problem to make your comparison mean one person is more valuable or worth more than someone else. That's when our comparisons fuel envy and shame. But if you can compare yourself to others with love for both yourself and them, that's the key. Then there is so much to learn and no bounds on the successes you get to celebrate. So let's plan to compare, but let's do it already knowing that we are all insanely, unbelievably, equally valuable. So you guys, compare away. Go ahead. It's not dangerous. But look out for shame and envy creeping in. That's where we want to pay attention. That's what we want to minimize and reduce. But it's okay to compare. Instead of making comparison the thief of joy... Let's make comparison the author of admiration. Let's have our comparisons breed creativity and problem solving and growth. Let's have comparison spark motivation and inspiration. Comparison can do all of that if we let it. If we keep shame and envy at bay, if we watch out for those, if we minimize those and go into comparison with love for ourselves and love for others, There's so much more we can learn and do. And if we can get there, that's a whole new level of loving ourselves, of confidence. Instead of just telling ourselves not to look around, to only pay attention to ourselves, if we can look at others and love and celebrate them, even when they're doing things better than us, that's the next level, you guys. So let's get there. All right? Thanks for being here, you guys. I'll talk to you later. Have a beautiful week. Take care.